I am so sad. I am so angry. For those of you who have not heard yesterday, at the Dollar General store where our sex and anise goes regularly, a young man who had been baker acted, which means he had been taken forcibly and admitted into a psych ward at a hospital, managed to get his hands on an automatic weapon. And at that Dollar General store, he killed three people and himself. And he killed them because their skin was dark. We have become ill as a culture, as a country. We are not well. We are divided. We are enslaved. We have become immobilized and afraid. And we don't know what to do next, it seems. 63 years ago on this day, a group of African Americans were peacefully protesting in what is today the James Weldon Johnson Park or Hemming Plaza. And some white people came and beat them with axe handles. We call it Axe Handle Saturday. They fled into the Snyder Memorial Church, which sits there on the, on the park, and luckily, the people who were beating them did not follow them into the church. The church was a refuge for them on that day. How do we get so ill and how is it that we're still so ill? You know, bondage and oppression usually develop very slowly over time. It's like that metaphor you may have heard. If you put a frog in boiling water, the frog will jump out. But if you put the frog in lukewarm water, and then you very gradually turn up the heat, just very gradually, the frog will stay in the water because it thinks that it's always been this way. And so over time, the very environment in which the frog is swimming becomes toxic, but it's not aware because it's been happening slowly over time. We believe that there were 300 years between when Joseph died, remember he was like the COO of Egypt, and the text that we hear today. During those 300 years, over time, the Hebrew people gradually, very gradually, began to be enslaved. I don't know exactly how it began, but the Egyptians, I know this, it begins with fear. It 
always begins with fear. The Egyptians began to be afraid of the Hebrew people, afraid that they were too populous, that they were too mighty, that they were too strong. And gradually, gradually, they became more and more oppressed until they were literally slaves in their own homeland. And this woman is born into slavery, and we don't talk about her much. In fact, she never does get a name in the Bible. We know that she was of the tribe of Levi, and she married an, a Levite man. And we know that things were so bad that Pharaoh wanted to kill Hebrew baby boys. Can you imagine? Things had become that sick in that culture. And this woman marries, and she probably prayed that she would never have a child. But she does. She has a child. And thank God, though, the first child is born a girl, so she doesn't have to die. And then a number of years pass. And this couple probably tried very hard not to have any more children, but they were surprised, and she got pregnant again. And this time, it was a boy, a beautiful, healthy baby boy. And she nursed him and hid him as long as she possibly could. And then she did something amazing. Something radical, something no one had ever done. Knowing that he was going to be killed, she made a basket made of papyrus and she put bitumen and pitch, which would make it water resistant. And she put her little baby boy in this basket with a cover over it and she put it in the reeds on the Nile River by the shore. And she must have prayed. Meanwhile, her daughter, who was by this time older, was so smart. And she stays by watching. And what should happen but the Pharaoh's daughter comes by and sees this basket, opens it up, sees the adorable, probably fat baby crying and takes him as her own thank god and the sister so smart says hey do you want me to find you a nurse who a lady who can nurse your baby for free what a kid they name him moses which the root in hebrew means to lift out because he was lifted out of the waters. Today is Rally Day. It is a tradition in this church every year to have what we call Rally Day. And it is a day of discernment. It's a day when we ask you to wander this campus and pray about what God is asking you to do with this one 
fragile and precious life that you've been given. How are you called to serve? We're all called to serve God. Discernment is something that we need terribly badly right now in this culture and in this country and in this cathedral. Our city needs this cathedral. I really believe that God is calling us to do something miraculous, something different, something innovative. I don't know what it is, but we're going to have to make a basket and float it out there on the St. John's River. Something is needed. And this church that welcomes all people, we are the kind of witness that is so needed in this city right now. So I need you to pray hard. I need you to pray about what God is asking of you and of me and of all of us. Because I know that God will ask it of us together. This is not a question that only I can answer alone. I need you. We need together to be thinking about our answer to this question that Jesus asks his disciples. Who do you say that I am? Who am I to you? Am I capable of miracles? Am I really the son of God? If we really believe that Jesus is our savior, then he will help us find an answer, a way that we can minister to help this city, to help this country, to wake up, to respect the dignity of every human being, as we say in our baptismal covenant. We need to wake up. And whatever it is that God is calling us to do, I know that we can learn something from Moses' mother. Whatever we're going to do, it's going to be different. It's going to be innovative. It's going to have never been done before. She had to come up with this crazy idea because she was desperate and nothing else was working. She had to also let go. She had to let go of the one she wanted to save the one she loved so much. Whatever we do, we have to do it for our children and for their children. We're going to have to let go of our ideas of success. We're going to have to let go of the way things should be or the way we've done them before. We're going to have to let go of some of our wealth and some of our stuff. We're going to have to let go and try something totally new. And I don't know what it's going to look like. But I know that God has made each and every one of you for this moment, on this day, August 27th, 2023, you are here for a reason and it's your heart and your mind that will help us if we're going to find this new chapter this new day we're going to have to give up our worry 
You know the wor word worry in the ancient English literally means to strangle? We're going to have to let go of our fear. We're going to have to be willing to try new things. To step out into the unknown. To do things a little bit differently. When Peter said to Jesus, you are the son of God, Jesus said to Peter, I will build my church on you and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Church, you've been given great authority and power by God. It's time for us to pray and think about what's next for us. Whatever it is, it will be miraculous. It will be wholly new. And we'll float it out there on the St. John's River and say our prayers. Amen.